Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance Wednesday evening. Excuse me now, I keep saying Wednesday evening. I meant to say Sunday evening service. Okay, trying to get these things working the way they're supposed to do. You know technology, how technology is. Uh, so one minute is working great, next minute it's not. But that's how technology works sometimes. Just give me one moment, one moment, dear, let me, there you go. All right, we got it all set. Anyway, welcome to the Top of That Deliverance Sunday evening service. Once again, I'm Pastor Wells, and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on around us today. Because as you know, and as I know, there's a lot of stuff going on around us today. Lots of stuff. Not everything good, but lots of stuff going on around us today. Bow your heads with me as I pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you, asking you to forgive us our sins and cleanse our heart, mind, and soul. Today, we thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for the wonderful works of the children of men. We thank you for making ways out of no ways and breaking yokes, healing, delivering, and making free. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I keep hearing that song, so I'm going to say amen, not sing a song. But anyway, I'm going to sing it anyway. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. Aren't you excited? Aren't you excited? Aren't you excited? Aren't you excited what the Lord is doing? For me, come on, put yourself there. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. Come on, he's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. You got to put yourself. Come on, come on. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. He's doing great things for me. Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited what the Lord is doing? Are you? Are you really excited about what the Lord is doing today in your life? I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing for me. Amen. That's a little song the Lord gave me. I'm excited. I have another one. And it's not finished yet, but the Lord gave me a few parts to that song. And um, we've been waiting for the Lord to finish that. Amen. Get your Bible. 
Today, I want to talk to you about fire. Fire. Fire, 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 fire. I want to talk about fire. Let's go to Exodus chapter 3 and verse 2. Let's talk about fire. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 2. Let's talk about fire. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and beheld the bush burned with fire, and the, the bush was not consumed. Let's read again. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked and beheld the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. That is a very interesting verse. Moses seen the burning bush. It got his attention. It was burning. But not burning up. Did you hear what I said? Moses seen a burning bush and it got his attention. Because the bush was burning, but it wasn't burning up. Because the angel of the Lord set it a fire. It wasn't a fire of a man. It wasn't a fire made by man. It was a fire made by God. Makes a difference. And because that fire was burning, Moses wanted to see what in the world is this bush burning? There's a fire here, but where did this fire come? Nothing is getting burnt up. That's something to think about. So Moses made his business investigated. You see, sometimes God has to get your attention. When he gets your attention, oh, he'll deal with you. Moses went to that bush and tried to figure out what in the world is going here. What is this bush burning here? What in the world is going on here? Moses wanted to know what that bush was that was burning. Moses wanted to know what in the world was that bush burning. He wanted to know. Moses wanted to know what that bush was burning. He was curious about it, and he wanted to know what it was. So as we look at the story here, we look at this story and we see that the bush was burning. And as that bush burned, it got Moses' attention to Moses, turned around and went to check out the bush. Moses went to check out the bush. And he wind up finding out who started the flame. And there's something you need to look at in your life about who started this play. Sometimes the devil will start some flames in your life. And in fact, he'll bring somebody to start a flame of flesh and desires to you to get you to walk away from God. You gotta know who started that flame of fire. 
Oh, y'all ain't hearing me today. You got to know who actually started that flame of fire. Got to know whether God did it or the enemy did it. Moses looking at a bush. And it beheld his imagination and it beheld his eyesight. And as Moses watched this bush, he said, I got to find out what this is. Why is it burning? And that's what we need to do. We need to find out if God is real. We need to go check him out. Men like to check out fine women. They talk about Ray Charles. I watched a movie about Ray Charles. I was interested. Ray Charles was supposed to be a blind man, but when it came to women, he could see. <laughs> when Ray Charles was dealing with women, he knew how to see. Other men could. Did you hear what I just said? Ray Charles could see women. That man could and I, and I could not see. He could feel her eyes and her. Well, nah, nah, nah. I don't want to get, I'm go get her out of here. Uh -huh, she fat now to shake man. It's a blind man. He rubbed that face. Ah, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, that's what I'm looking for. And he always got him some fine chicks. Some unfine chicks tried to get him, but he was too smart because he had eyesight that regular men didn't have. The fire. There's so many different types of fire in the world. Some good and some bad. Some people get burnt up in fire. Do you know gold and silver gotta be burned to purify it? Did you know there's all type of wood? Yes, it is. There's shedding wood, there's um, oak wood, there's, there's all kinds type of wood. And then you got wood that the tree that's just made for burning. It's a different. You know anything about camping? You know that I'm telling you the truth. All wood ain't gonna burn right. All wood's not gonna burn right. And the real camper that cuts down trees that knows that use for uh, uh, wood knows when a tree is alive and when a tree is dead. That tree that's alive, you're gonna bypass it. You can say that tree is alive. Moses, 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 Moses. God is looking for some Moses today. They want to see his fire. Did you hear what I said? God is looking for some real Moses. Now he wants to rise up and burn in the flame before men. That those men would see God. Through him or him and glorify him. I ain't talking about flesh. I'm not talking about flesh. God is looking for people that want to rise up and burn with his power and his anointing. Moses got to see this. You got to remember, other people may have passed by and didn't see that place on that bush. When God, I'm going to tell you something. When God truly had something for you, you won't get it. If you do what you're supposed to do, you got to understand something about this. Listen to me. 
If Moses had deviated from that road he was taking, he would not have seen that burning bush. Oh, you got to be on the right course, beloved. You got to be on the right course with God in order for God to show you the burning place. Oh, hallelujah. We need to get on the right course in life that we could truly see God's name burning. Oh, today we've got religious flames burning. Okay, thank you. We got religious flames burning today. We ain't gonna get back into church. We're burning on fire. We want to get back in the church building because the pandemic outbreak is just about over. So we want to get back in churches. We want to look and put our fancy hats on, our fancy suits on, our tight dresses and our tight britches on. We want to go back in church so we can look good. But ain't got no heavenly flame. Ain't got no anointing from God. Ain't got no power from God. Ain't got no walk with God. He ain't got nothing. Then some of y'all carry a, 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 a handkerchief or a, 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 a white towel like I got in my hand. So, so you can shout and then you can wipe the sweat off. But you ain't got nothing to shout over. You ain't got no power, no fire in you. We got religious. We got religious demons. We got religious power. Got religion. We got plenty of religious power. We got plenty of religious leaders. But ain't many with power. Not from on high. God said he would endow us with power from on high. These guys ain't got no choice. Oh, what's that word they use today when you're the top of the top? You know, they call you sister world. They call you the goat. The goat. G-O-A-T, you the top of the top. You the top. Like the Williams sisters. Yeah, there was the goat. All right, what you got? Uh, the, the golf player, Tiger Woods. He's out there. He's the goat. They're out there. You got all the people, movie stars, singing. They're out there at the top. You got inventors. They're the top. I'm going to tell you something about all of them. They had some type of fire in it. Whether it's from heaven or not, they had fire in them. You know why? Because that fire kept burning and it kept sharpening. And it kept burning and it burned. It burns up everything you touch it. That's why they won so many tournaments. You think they just won by chance? Uh-uh. That's that fire in them. They sharpened it and sharpened it and sharpened it. Have you ever sharpened a pencil? You sharpen a pencil, we get sharper and sharper and sharper. Be careful sharpening the pencil because it won't be nothing left. Let's say if you use an electric sharpener, you're sharpening. I did it one. I put an electric, a, a, a pencil in an electric sharpener. sharpener. <laughs> it was almost all pencil. But we're talking about fire. Moses seen the burning bush because the angel of the Lord got in there. You got to understand something about God's fire. God don't do fire just to do fire. We read stories in the Bible when they did strange fire and God destroyed them. Let's move on.
We're talking about time. See, they all types of fire. I can just talk to you about Holy Ghost fire, but there's all types of fire in the world. All types of fire. There's a place called the Lake of Fire. There's a place called Hell. All types of fire. Are you going to get All right, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 24. We'll see. For the Lord God, listen to this. For the Lord God is a consuming fire. Even a jealous God. Let me read it one more time. For the Lord God is a consuming fire. Even a jealous God. Did you hear me? The Lord God is a consuming fire. What is consuming me? It affects everything around it. It consumes it. It engulfs it. It gobbles it up. It burns it up. People go to work today worrying all day long. They worry whether or not they're going to get fired, get laid off, instead of praising God for God to consume it. You know why? Because the Bible said God inhabits the praises of his people. We make mistakes. We don't praise God in the midst of our trials and our tests. We sit there moping up, oh, I'm going through, oh, this happened. We don't worship God. That's why we can't receive victories a lot of times. He wants to cause it to come in the past, but we don't praise him in the midst of the fire. We quit, throw our hands in the air. I can't take this no more. I was watching one of the cooking shows. I just knew this young lady was going to win the competition. I just knew it. But coming towards the end, she quit. Blew everybody away. Everybody was stunned. She quit. She just threw her hands in the air, walked away. I can't take it no more. And they said, wait, don't leave, don't leave. No, I can't take it. It was too late. She already made up her mind to walk away. You can't quit. In the midst of the fire. I said you can't quit in the midst of the fire. When the fire is burning, let it burn. If the fire is not from God, guess what? It's going to burn out. The fire is not from God. It's going to burn out. He said, I am that I am. I am the first and the last. I am the beginning and the end. The fire is not from God. It's going to burn out. Know why so many preachers quit? The fire wasn't from God. Some of them didn't have no fire. They just had religious education and DDSs and PDQs or whatever you want to call it. They got all kinds of degrees now. They got a new type of degrees. Degrees in every marriage. Please. Amen. I'm saying I'm Dr. So and so, I'm Bishop So and so. You respect me as Bishop. So I respect you at nothing. Get the power from God, man. That power from God that caused people to respect you automatically. You ain't got to beg nobody to respect you. The light you live will speak louder than all your corny preaching. Let's look at that verse one more time. 
Deuteronomy chapter 3, excuse me, chapter 4 and verse 24. One more time. For the Lord God is a sweat of consuming fire. He burns up everything. He burns up everything. He'll burn that sin out of your life. He'll burn that other sexuality out of your life. He'll burn that lesbian in and out of your life. Oh. It takes the fire of God to get us to live it. It takes the power of God to deliver us. I'm not telling you. Oh. The reason why. There's so much mess in this world because there is no fire in some of these leaders. There is no genuine fire. They just got charisma and whatever else they want to call it. They ain't got no power from God. The fire of God don't burn through them. They don't know. You know what? Mr. Well, you fire, start fire. You fire, start fire. Yes, it does. Fire start fire. You set a piece of paper on fire and put it by another piece of paper, it's going to start that paper to burn. It's going to cause a chain reaction with a fire burn. It's going to burn up something else. I was watching a commercial on TV, which was really interesting. This dummy took some gasoline and poured it on the wood. Oh, no, on the uh, 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 grill. To get it to burn a little more. And why he was pouring the water, the oil, the gasoline. Yeah, not even talking about cooking oil. He took gasoline and poured it on the, the grill to get the flame to burn up more. And why he was pouring the water, the gasoline on the grill, the gasoline going to fire. And do you know what the dummy did? He took it and threw it in the butcher and set the butcher on fire. He burned up the whole place. <laughs> Fire will start fire. It'll burn up everything. Guess what? Same thing with water. Let a let a let there be a little a, a water main break. You will have floods everywhere. Huh? huh? Let a damn water rise. You will have water everywhere. Don't let a damn bus forget. It. People gonna drown. God is a consuming fire. Did you hear what I said? He is a consuming fire. He burns up everything around him. That's not right. He wants to burn that wickedness out of your life and allow you to be a living epistle before him. He said, the scripture, for any of you think you have eternal life, and many people run around testifying they got it, but when they look at the word of God, they find out that's not salvation, what I got. People think salvation is going to a church, joining the church, working on this board and that board, and cooking for the pastors, and being a pastor's nurse, and all this, and praying to Mary, and all this, that's not salvation. I ain't trying to please a soul. I'm here to tell you the truth. You need to get the fire of God in your life, but you got to first repent of your sin. You got to first, as Jesus Christ, to come into your life as your personal Savior. I'm not interested in religion. I'm not. People be shocked to say, what do you mean? I'm not interested in religion. I was born up religiously. It didn't do me no justice. There was no God in the religion. I went to church as a child because if I did, my behind would have been on fire. So therefore, 
Ain't no. When I was 15 years old, I said, forget this garbage. I don't want to go to church. Go to church for what? Wait, get out of my face with that. That's right. That's how I felt. And you know there's a million other people that. Why? Because a pastor who was my godfather didn't know God. My other godfather was a minister and kept his bottle in his back pocket and wasn't even in the movie drink a little. Oh, I'm hearing it all. Then after going to church one Sunday or one half, one Saturday, I was so shocked to see the deacon inside the church, mind you, with his bottle in his back pocket. Oh, my God. I'm not talking about water. He probably had scotch or brandy. Probably had vodka, for all I know. I was blown away. I thought church folks were glorious leaders of church. With, uh, uh, they, they were in tune with God. They were in tune with the devil, some of them. They so far gone, the devil don't even want to. He just want to toss them in hell. <laughs> I want you to understand something. Jesus is coming. I want you to understand something that Jesus is coming. I want you, I'm going to say it again. I want you to understand something that Jesus Christ is really going to return to statuary of church, and you got to have God and his fire in your life. Being religious don't save nobody. I don't care. You could come to the tabernacle of deliverance. You could become part of our ministry. You could give all your money. It's still not going to equal eternal life. None of us have saving power. Yeah, the Bible said he'll save you and your whole household. He's going to give you a household opportunity to be saved. He's going to go out of his way to make sure they have the opportunity, but they can toss it. Fire! Real anointed fire from God. <laughs> Real fire. I sing that song. I'm excited about what God is doing because he's doing great things. For me, you got to put yourself there. Those of you watching the television broadcast on uh, the Daily Gospel Network, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Email me at wecare at the tabernacle delivers inc.org and let me know if you enjoy the service. I want to hear from you guys. If you don't want to do it online, send me a letter in the mail at tabernacle deliverance, the tabernacle deliverance, incorporated, P.O. Box 535, West Haverstraw, New York. 10993. Yeah, we're a real, a real church. We're a real ministry. We're not just on the air. We didn't just pop up. That's the Tabernacle Delivers Incorporated P.O. Box 535, West Haverstraw, New York, 10993. I've been preaching for about 30 years, probably longer than that. Let's get back to fire. You must have the fire of God. In your life. How do I get the fire? You first have to get saved first. You first have to get God on the inside. You first have to ask Christ to become your Lord and personal Savior. And you can get the fire of God in your life. He ain't coming in your life if you're unclean. He said he will not dwell in an unclean temple. That's what God was trying to get Moses to see. Did you hear me? That's why God allowed Moses to see that burning bush. Don't you know God could have just sent an angel while Moses was on his way on the road to say, hey, Moses, come here. And the angel could have been a fool. The angel glory with wings and all that stuff. He could have done that. 
bow your head. Let me pray for those watching television broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, those that's watching television broadcast right now, I ask you to save, deliver, and make praise. Put some fire in these people's hearts. Put your fire in their minds and in their souls. Save them right now. In Jesus' name, amen. He could have sent that angel in full figure the Moses to say, but he didn't want to do that. He wanted Moses to see him in action burning something. Did you hear what I said? God wanted Moses to see him in action, how he could burn something and not destroy it. And God comes in our life to burn up everything in our lives that's not right and not destroy our body. Oh, hallelujah. God wants to burn the mess out of your life. He wants to burn it out. He wants to clean it out. He wants to burn it out. He wants to clean it out. He said, I ain't going to dwell in no unclean temple. I got to burn that mess out of your life. I got to burn that taste of nicotine out of your tongue. I got to burn that taste of alcohol out of your mouth. I got to burn that taste of prostitution out of your mouth. He got to clean you up. He got to burn that stuff out. Look at that verse. Deuteronomy 4, 24 says, For the Lord God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Did you hear what I just said? He not only burns up things, but he's a jealous God. He said, Thou shalt have no other God before me, for I am the Lord thy God that brought thee out of Egypt. I am the Savior. You shall have no other God. You shall not worship money. You shall not worship man. You shall not worship idols. But guess what we show God? We ain't listening to nothing you say, buddy. We doing it our way. Either you do it our way, God, or we don't want to bother with you, but we want to see you in heaven. We want to make sure we get in heaven. You just make sure you got a mansion for me. Because they told me there's a mansion there for me. Jesus said, and they start quoting scriptures to God, telling them, Jesus said, in my father's house, there's many mansions. But if it was I saw, I would have told you. So, so God, Jesus said, you got a mansion for me. But I'm not living the way you want me to live. I'm doing this my way. I'm going to idolize my money. I'm going to idolize my clothes. I'm going to worship the movie stars. I'm going to worship the sand. I'm going to worship my car. I'm going to worship my house. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to sleep with who I want to sleep with. I'm going to lay with who I want to lay with. And God said, my fire burns up everything that's not right. And he goes on and say, you must understood what I said about my fire burning everything that's not right. I am going to allow you to put yourself in hell. And then when I'm going to judge you, I'm going to put you in a lake of fire that was made for the devil and his angels. So have your way. Yeah, that's exactly how God is. People say, God wouldn't send nobody else. No, God never sent nobody to hell. They sent themselves. Hate fire is to purify. Sanctify. That anointing. But he's a jealous God. He don't want to share you with the devil. 
You can't have one foot in heaven and one foot in hell. Ah, oh, y'all don't hear me today. You folks want the world and God at the same time. And they used to have, I don't know if they still have that uh, soap opera called As the World's Turn. But as the world turn, your world is going to keep on turning and you're going to be lost. God is a jealous God. Have you ever noticed a real man, a real woman? Have you ever noticed they don't want to share their husband or wife? Oh, that's my wife. You can have her for tonight. Oh, that's my husband. You can have him for tonight. You're right. You might die in the process of flirting with him. You got to understand that God is a consuming fire. And he's also a jealous God. He don't want to share you because he loves you that much. This is why Christ Jesus came and died for us. And we might obtain eternal life. He's a consuming fire, burning up everything around us. Roasting. People talk about, oh my gosh, it's hot as hell, like if they've been to hell before. You go to Arizona, you go to Florida, the different places in the world, it's hot. When I go to Florida, I like to stay indoors. One time I went down, uh, I think it was, uh, Tennessee. And I had the wrong clothes on when I was down there one day and I'm walking. It had to be at least 100 degrees. I don't know what I was thinking about that day. I have no clue. When I got back to my hotel, I thought I was going to just pass out and die from the heat. Here's the funny thing. It still wasn't hot as hell. Man cannot make fire like God. Man cannot make fire like God. He's not capable. He can make furnaces hot as ever. But he can never really experience hell's fire. And he can never experience God's fire. But this is the thing about that verse. Look at that verse. It says that God is a consuming fire. Even a jealous God. People take this for a joke, say they safe, and they tempt God. They run around tempting God. Some people think God is dumb, deaf, and stupid like them. He's not. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 104. Let's go to Psalms 104. I always read from the King James Version. <clears throat> Psalms 104 and verse 4. Look at that verse. Look at that verse, beloved. Look at what this verse says about God, his angels, and his servants. Verse 4 said, he maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. One more time. 
who maketh his angels spirit and his ministers a flaming fire. Why? Because God is a consuming fire. He only sent people that could consume what needs to be soon consumed, what needs to be burned up. God is a consuming fire. His servants are flaming fire. His earthly servants are flaming fire. They have power. They have anointing. They have strength. Mm. That's why God said, I sent my word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Huh? God sent his word. Jesus Christ. He healed our eternal state. He delivered us from our eternal destruction. He sends his servants now. The apostles, the pastors, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers. They're flaming fires. The real one. They're flaming fires. They come with the power of God. They come with anointing. I'm not talking about this nonsense going on today. I'm not talking about this fake speaking in tongues and everybody prophesying and nothing coming to pass. I'm not talking about that mess. I'm talking about real prophetic word direct from the throne room and things take place. I'm not talking about nobody guessing. Uh, I believe. Uh, yeah, God said, he said yesterday, I'm not talking about that garbage. God don't stutter, and he don't make a mistake. And he's not behind backwards that some of these so-called prophets. These apostles today, 90% of them are fake. These guys ain't got nothing from God. They just got a title of apostle. And you turkey running around calling yourself Archbishop, you above apostle. You a liar. Ain't nobody above apostle. I don't care what the Catholic Church say, what the Presbyterian Church say. The word of God don't change. That's not read on the book. So because Jesus said that he's the bishop of our souls, so everybody ran around saying the bishop is over the apostle. Yes, the Bible talks about the bishopric. He did not say that you were above an apostle. Stop yeah. this man. Go back and humble yourself before God. Take the crown off your head. Put that scroll down that you got that, that staff down that you carry. Some of y'all even carry scrolls on your arm. Stop the mess and get right. Or you be lost. Don't be like some folks that I heard about. They wind up lost because they wouldn't listen. God is a jealous God. He is a consuming fire. He don't like to share his glory with nobody else. You better stop while you got a chance. Look at this verse again. Psalm 104 and 4 said, He may give his angels spirit and his ministers a flame of fire. Did you hear what I just said? God made his ministers 
a flame of fire. Why? Why? Why can't they just go about their business and be a minister? Let's go back. Let's go way back and look at Moses. Moses was a man that wasn't an eloquent speaker. He said it and studied or whatever you want to call it. Moses murdered somebody. There's a lot of other stuff about Moses. I'm not telling you that I know. Moses was a man of many excuses why he could not go bring them out. Did God tell Moses to go bring out the, uh, the children of Israel? But why did God choose Moses? Because Moses was interested in that burning bush. You see, anybody that had been ever used by God, they acknowledged God was in the, in the works. Read about Paul. Read about Paul. The apostle Paul. What happened to him on the road to Damascus? Fire met him. When Paul got knocked off that house, who's the first thing Paul said? Who are you, Lord? Oh, you know who I am. Why? Because the light from heaven was so bright, it was like fire. Knocked him out. Blinded him behind. Huh? The difference here is these were men really going about their business. To do whatever they were doing. These were the men planning on seeking after God. These were the men, uh, oh, I'm going to be used greatly by God. Oh, God is going to use me. These were the outside the men. I've seen miracles in my day. I've seen a crippled kid walk. I could I go on. We pray for a crippled kid. He walked. I can tell you different things God has done. I even been a man. But God chose Moses, Paul, Peter. Because he wanted to show the world his power through that. People get the wrong idea. If a person goes to a seminary and all this, oh, they're going to be great used by God. There's no way in the Bible says that. You could go to all the Bible seminaries. You could go to all the Bible colleges. You could go to all the Bible uh, schools. All you want. It don't mean you're going to have an ounce of fire from God or anointed. <laughs> The Bible said many are called, few are chosen. So therefore, you can go get all the religious education you want. It don't mean God going to use you. You may go over the church and thousands of people come and you must hate them all because you have not been called by God. 
Think I'm joking? I, I never forget the story I was told about the pastor that I pastored for 25 years. I never knew Jesus Christ as his personal savior. Pastor for 25 years. He had no fire from God because God wasn't in his life. He was just religious leader. And I don't know how many people died under his ministry. You can't tell people God's word under the anointing without the anointing. Oh, y'all ain't getting me. There's many people that got the gift of charisma. They could preach, but there is no anointing to bring deliverance to the soul. The Bible said the soul that sinneth it shall die. It shall not carry in God's sight. So therefore, that tells us a whole lot of stuff about these preachers. People wonder why preachers are homosexuals, are, are, are they pimps, are, are thieves, and if God, God is not in their life. God the Father is not in tune with them, and they're not in tune with him. They're after the flesh. That which is flesh is flesh, and that which is spirit is spirit. This is part one of fire. Next week is part two. You got to understand something about God's fire. It burns up everything unclean. It burns up everything unrighteous. And it'll burn up friendships that you don't need. Let me tell you about that. When Moses was called by God, everybody couldn't walk with him. Read the scriptures. Read the scriptures. People were terrified of Moses after he got, got in tune with God. When he'd been with God. My pastor was another man like that, that people were terrified to be around him because that man was in tune with God. I learned a lot from my late, the late Apostle Johnny Washington. He was the real McCoy. He was the real McCoy. I met a few men that were the real McCoy. A few women that were the real McCoy. They really walked with God. No pity pat stuff. No faggot stuff. No prostituting stuff. The real thing. But they wasn't always like that. They were sinful, nasty people before they met the Lord Jesus Christ as a personal savior. Moses was nobody special. He murdered somebody. Wasn't Moses raised in uh, Egypt? Moses was raised in Egypt, right? Wasn't Moses raised as Pharaoh's daughter's child? Hmm? But yet he murdered an Egyptian. And to make the matter worse, the children of Israel didn't trust him at all. They told Moses, who do you think you are? Tell me hell about that God told you to deliver us. You done murdered Egyptian. Now you're going to try to probably murder us too. Paul. God showed one of his servants, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. In a dream, it spoke to him and told us, Paul is coming over for you to pray for him to receive your sight. And he knew the man told him, are you kidding me? This man running around killing all your people. You want me to pray for me, not kill me? 
Now the Lord is telling him to pray for the man, and he's telling the Lord the man may kill him. That's us. You gotta learn to know the voice of God and obey when he speaks. And he I, sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. God sent Paul to deliver people out of their destruction. But first, Paul had to get the fire of God in his life. See, the reason why I talk about Paul about the fire is this. If you read the story about Paul, Paul was on his way to execute an order that was given to him. I think it was from the high priest to them. It was the high priest that wanted it. The, the, the people that would call themselves Christians or Christ followers or Jesus followers that wanted to let get her in prison. Paul wasn't following no order from God. He was following order from man. That's the difference of the fire. He had some, he had some little dindu fire from man, some little paper authority from man. And he could show this paper and say, this is what I had to do. I'm showing you this paper here that I'm going to do this because of X, Y, and Z. This is what they're giving me authority to do. But when the man met the Lord on the road, the master, that changed. He wasn't running around with no paper saying nothing. He came and spoke the word with authority and things took place. Did you hear what I said? He spoke the word of God with authority and things took place. But yet when he was going on the road to the master's with a piece of paper, he only had power in that paper. So if he lost that paper, he had no use. All y'all ain't getting me today. There's different type of fire. He had fire in that piece of paper. Did you hear me? He had fire in that piece of paper. But if he lost that piece of paper, he ain't had no fire. But when Paul met the Lord on the road to Damascus, he was on the road to receiving power and fire to burn up sin and area as he preached the gospel. He sent his word to heal them and deliver them from their destruction, whatever their destructions were. And that's today. Real servants of God have power from God. They're not trying to milk you for no money. They're going to tell you that they need things for the ministry. They're not going to try to milk you for no money. They're not going to try to get you to get them your W-2 form and tell you how much money, tell them how much money you make a year so they can tell you how much money they want you to give every year. Think about that mess. That's the lying one that preaching. That's those false teachers and false apostles and false prophets. They run around doing it. And these so-called prosperity liars. The Bible said faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. You got to operate in faith with the fire of God. I don't live in fear. I live in faith. Look at that verse one more time. Psalm 104 and 4. Who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a faith of fire. I want to tell you something about spirits. 
Notice the scripture said, God maketh his angels. Look, look at the verse. It says, who maketh his angels spirits. Notice it says, he makes his angels spirits. Any spirit that come to you, I want you to hear this. Any spirit that come to you telling you anything outside that Jesus Christ is the son of God, the savior of the world, and that you must repent of your sins and be holy and worship the living God only, not from God. Those spirits are not from God. They're not from God. They wasn't sent by God. When the devil got kicked, when Lucifer got kicked out of heaven, because his pride, his arrogance, his eyes, and so on. One third of the angels follow him. They became all kind of demons and imps, foul spirits, lying spirits, corrupt spirits. That's why there's so many lies, so much lying going on in the world because people are possessed with lying spirits. I could go in and show you about the spirits of period. You would blow your way right in the word of God. Fire. Whose fire are you actually operating in? Think about Apostle Thomas. Apostle Thomas was a man that goes by what I see is what I believe. Apostle Thomas said, except I see the nails in his hand and the wound on his side, ah, I'm not believing you. And the nails in his feet. Except I see the wound, period. I ain't believing he wrote. Now, wait a minute. He's a man that walked with the Lord Jesus Christ when he was on earth, but yet he didn't hear what he had to say. He said, what you mean, Thomas? In he didn't hear what the Lord had to say. He didn't hear when he said he was wounded from our transgression. He was bruised by our iniquity. And the chastised him on our peace with a fundamental wit. It's shot we are healed. And then when we hung on the cross, he was brought out, took place on the cross, on the tree. Thomas didn't hear it. He was right there. He didn't hear God. So, it was evident that the fire of God was burning in his heart. It was sad that the Lord had to come through that wall or that door and say, peace be unto you. And tell Thomas, behold, my hands, my feet, my side. Yeah, this is me, Thomas. I believe now. I believe now. You want to fire God? Don't wait till you see God. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Accept him as your personal Savior. Get in God's word and then ask him to reveal himself. God, let me tell you something about God. He don't lie. I stake my life on it. God does not lie. Man do. Preachers do. Teachers do. Policemen do. Bankers do, doctors do, husbands do, wives do, 
children. Oh, I could go on a zillion of who lie. Of course, the devil is the father of lies. He always lies. That's 24 7. That's his job. But God, Almighty God, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, the soon coming king, the king of kings, isn't possible for him to lie. Do you know if God got caught in a lie, his fire would be in vain and he would have to repent to millions upon millions upon millions upon millions and yet he had to repent to the devil. That's something to think about. He would have to repent and give another oh my gosh. All eternity would be in trouble. If God got caught in a lie, because everybody, but he would have to repent to everybody that he caught in a lie and allow them to go to hell and be lost. Did you hear that? And then he would have to tell the devil he was sorry for kicking him out of him because of his lies and his deception. And let me tell you something I learned about God. He's not like us. He don't mess up. And he don't lie. The thing about I like about God, he's not confused. Oh, uh, y'all don't understand me. God, you're not confused. Now, I know all y'all know about all these so-called gay churches and lesbian churches where the pastor is a gay and a lesbian and all that. That's the spirit of confusion. The spirit of abomination. I don't care if you don't like it. It's in the word of God. He said, I am the Lord that God that changes not. I don't change, buddy. Well, he's the pastor of my church. And I know he's a man of God, even though he got a husband. As I hold my Bible up here, I'm going to say it again. All liars, all abominable people, all fornicators, all liars, Oh, oh, my God. Read Revelation 21 and 8. It's going to tell you where they're going. Read the King James Version. They all going to the lake of fire. They all are going to burn throughout eternity with real fire. They're going to burn. Forever, everlasting and everlasting. God don't have no gay patience. God don't have no lesbian preaching. God don't have no fornicating preaching. God don't have no adulterated. Oh, you you adulterated preaching. Let me tell you, it said you're going to make a fire too. One fire, you're going to get it there. It's all right. It's not wrong with fornicating. Let's have sex before marriage. Stop teaching lies. You damn those people's soul. The Bible says the soul that sinneth, they shall die. It shall not carry in God's sight. In Revelation 21 and 8 tells them that all fornicated are going to be turned into the lake of fire. You got to tell the truth. You got to tell the truth about fire. It's not a toy. It burns up everything in its presence. I'm telling you, 
The fire of God has never changed. Man has come to the point where he's more focused on artificial intelligence. He's more focused on the technology and still won't use it for God's glory. Man has come to the place where he probably figures he could count the sand on the sea. Sure. He's come to the place so he could tell God how much sand God got on the seashore. Well, I want to tell you all a secret about mankind and scientists. Scientists are forever trying to find heaven. Y'all are some dumb people. Y'all don't know what's going on. Many scientists and governments are trying to find another planet to go live on. I'm not joking you. That's why they keep sending uh, ships to Mars. Uh, they go if they can go to Venus, they're gonna go there. If they crazy enough, they'll try to go to the sun to live. Because they know this earth is gonna get burned up. They already know it. They're just not telling you. You don't believe me? Search YouTube. Search YouTube. Do some Googling. You're gonna find out they're constantly building. A uh, nuclear uh, outlet, a uh, fallout places uh, that are made to live in with uh, full time. Earthquake, earthquake proof, nuclear proof, all coming that they're doing it big time now. And they're doing it on a luxury level. Why? Because they know the earth is going to burn up. And they figure if they build it, they'll, they'll be safe deep in the earth. <laughs> but they forgot one thing. God sees all, knows all, and tells all, you won't escape. You won't escape God's judgment. <laughs> Imagine paying somebody $10 million to build you a old exclusive home underground to protect you from rain, hail, fire, earthquake. And you dumb enough to believe that the living God who created this planet can't find it. People say, well, God couldn't find Adam. He had to come calling for Adam. That's not true. I can prove it. When he came, he said, Adam, where art thou? He already knew where Adam was. He wanted to hear what Adam had to say. Adam said, Did you go eat in that tree? My wife made me do it. <laughs> that is so funny. That's what I got. We're going to blame. We're going to find somebody to blame. I wonder if there was no wife. Would he blame one of the leopards? Would he blame the lion? The lion made me do it. That's what he probably would have did. You got to find somebody called a blame gang. Blame everybody else but yourself. And God is like saying a lot of things. But Adam did not tell you not to eat that. My wife said it was going to eat, so I ate it. But did not I tell you to eat it? Fire. 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 When Adam got kicked out of the uh, garden, the angels came with flaming swords to keep him out. 
because he was going to try and come back in. He was forever forbidden to return. One Manson jacked us all up. <clears throat> I've learned from reading, watching movies about the mafia, and reading stories about the mafia, whatever mafia, Italian, black, whatever. They all operate the same way. You mess them up, they're going to kill you and your whole family. You steal from them, they're going to kill you and your whole family. Your family may not even know that you stole from them. They want to they wipe out their whole generation. They took that from the Bible. There's a story in the Bible that talks about that. One man stole something that they were supposed to destroy. And it caused his entire family to be destroyed. Fire. There's all types of fire in the world. But the fire we need in our life is the fire of God. On next week, I'll finish this message, Fire Part 2. But the truth is, without Christ in our life, we're not going to have true fire. I told you the story of Paul having a piece of paper from leaders to go to different places and have the children, uh, uh, the people of God arrested or killed. It was just a piece of paper. It had power in it. They had fire in it. But if it blew away, he had nothing. But now, Paul had an experience with the living God. Now, he has obtained true power. He didn't need a piece of paper. All he had to do was open his mouth. What are you doing? I sung the song. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing to me. What are you doing? What are you excited about? What are you jumping up and down about each day? Whether you want to believe this or not, you must be born again. You must accept Christ as your personal Savior. Fire. The ten virgins all had fire in their lives, but fire decided to burn it up. Use it up and there was no more fire. There was no more oil for the burn. That's why you got to be careful who you who you run with in life. Today is the day of salvation. Choose you whom this day you're going to serve. So keep on doing what you're doing. Or you can repent of your sins and say, Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. I want to pray today. But I also want you to do something. I want you to go to our website. I really do. I want you to visit our website, www.tabernacledeliveranceinc.org. I want you to either click on the prayer request or a testimony. Let me know what God is doing in your life. And you can become a partner. Because we, we need you to help us financially for the broadcast and the podcast, and we get ready to start the 24-hour Bible channel. That's going to be uh, probably next week. I think we'll start that. There's some other things we need to finish up there. Um, leave a prayer request or a testimony. Let us know who you are. I want to tell you something. 
You need to make sure you have the fire of God in your life. I'm not talking about a screaming. I mean, God's fire to keep you living right, to keep you focusing right, to keep you praying and keep you going forward. Those of you that don't know Christ as your personal Savior, let's pray now. Repeat after me a simple prayer. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and my life and be my personal Savior. Save me right now. Sanctify me through your word. Fill me with your power and your fire to live right. Give me a desire to seek after you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, I ask that you touch every liberal soul that's under the sound of my voice and that's listening to this broadcast. Break every yoke in their life. Save the liver and make free. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, listen. There's nothing too hard for God to do. Not for me, not for you, and nobody else. We just have to trust God. Now, you also can catch us on Wednesday night for our Wednesday night Bible study at 8.15 p.m. right here. You could come on and enjoy the Bible study with us. We normally put the Bible study lesson on our website, the tabernacledeliveranceinc.org. Uh, you can just click on our online service and then Wisdom for Life Bible study. And you'll, you'll see it there for whatever night it is. All right. I'll see you on next Sunday at 515 or at Wednesday night Bible study. I'll talk to you later. God bless.